Hi, welcome to BoobTube, the podcast where smart women talk about what they're watching and not watching. I'm Amanda Teuscher. And I'm Sarah Whitus. And this is take two. We're not going to talk about the weather this time. Yeah, we talked about the weather and then we fucked up our recording. So I fucked up the recording. Well, Audacity, <laughs> something, something happened. Something happened. You and I are both blameless. And what the point is that it saves our listeners us talking about the snow for How like three minutes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, so, instead, what we're going to do is... is actually, right now we talking. should recap the, la- the last conversation. Yeah, so what we for- talked about before <laughs> that was really boring that we're not going to talk about now, but... Um, no, but what we are going to talk about now is the Golden Globe nominations, which were announced this past week. Yeah. Um, and, you know, there's some TV in it. There so is relevant. TV, and it is on TV, I've heard. <laughs> that's, a good, that's a good point. Yeah. Um, so, <laughs> that's our so in. That's our in. talk about every time that the parent trap makes an appearance on Freeform. Right? <laughs> I can talk about it on this podcast. God. It's what you're saying. So many odd words in that sentence. Um <laughs> Uh, well, uh, we did find out, so the Golden Globe nominations came out at the end of last week, and, uh, we learned our hosts for the Golden Globes are, uh, Sandra Oh and Andy Samberg. Um. It's like, what an amazing pairing. That's a pairing. I didn't pairing. know that was possible. Neither did I. I'm like, I didn't even know I needed this, but sure. Yeah. Why not? I mean, they're both people that are super charming, and I feel like Sandra Oh can have a rapport with anybody absolutely you know, and andy samberg is is as far so as we, as far as we know one of our few white unproblematic white male comedians i'm okay with him yeah. he has not he has not betrayed us yet yeah um and he's also just really funny he's really funny i mean he is funny and like i would i would literally listen to sandra O oh, read the phone book so I know she's a lovely voice. I'm glad we don't have yeah. to, but I would. Um, so I mean, honestly, the nominations could all be utter garbage, and I would probably still watch this show just just for those hosts. Well, so, you know, I never, I, I'm not really a big award show person. Yes, mostly because I find the whole telecast to be for for all of them to be just unbearably long. Yes, and kind of drawn moderately out. In this insufferable. Case, I think this, yeah, this like this sounds like it. It'll be a good time. So. Yeah, I I would. I think it'll be funny. Um, apparently, I think that the producers were inspired by. I think they did a category together at the Emmys, maybe. Um, and and that was the inspiration oh, okay. for for this offer. You know how I don't know if you've heard, but like there's been all this drama. The Oscars have been having this horrific time. Oh my gosh! Trying to what find someone to host that show, and like it's indeed just like finding someone to be Trump's chief of staff. Like no, one <laughs> right? No one wants to do this now. And I guess I see why. I mean, it's like it gets all this pressure People are always going to hate on you like they no are. one's going to be satisfied they're going to think you did a bad job right but the thing is that no one gives a shit about the golden globes anyway really anymore i think so like i feel like there's a lot less pressure there's less pressure oh for sure i mean you can i have think a more good time no one's like it's not seen as this hallowed thing right exactly and people are already kind of like extremely side eye of the, the hollywood foreign press association anyway so yeah um with the nominations themselves, I mean, there aren't a ton of, because it's like the show is split between movies and TV, there isn't a ton of, um, aren't a ton of categories of television, but some interesting stuff. I mean, best drama, we have The Americans, uh, Homecoming, which the uh, Hollywood Foreign Press Association 
loves a movie star. So we get yeah, so Julia, Julia Roberts. Roberts in there. Um, Killing Eve. So it would be pretty fun to Hooray! see. And so it would be really pretty fun to see Sandra O oh win an award while hosting. I was wondering about that. Yeah. She's nominated as well, isn't she? She is. Yeah, she's she's personally nominated. Um yeah. and that Killing Eve and Pose, which I loved, and mm-hmm. uh Bodyguard, which is a new ish It's a it, Netflix British show. It's a Netflix British yeah. show. So it is it is new to American audiences and it's like somewhat new to Netflix. Like I think it came out in October. Um yeah. but it's like a huge hit. It's the guy from um, Game of Thrones. Oh, what's his name? Oh, you have to be um, more specific. <laughs> yeah, well, I know you're. You're. It means nothing to me. Show. It's just a um, sea of. He plays white men. Rob Stark. Okay. Who is a guy, a character on the show? I can only assume he's horrifically sexually assaulted someone. Um, he's he has not, but he is horrifically murdered. Okay. Yeah. So there's that. Yeah. Um, you know, I mean, the show is just like nothing if not just. Oh, Richard Madden, that's his name. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and he was also in that um, Ibiza. Oh, the movie. movie? That they yeah. Did yeah. With Gillian Jacobs and Phoebe and Robinson. Robinson. And, yeah. Um, uh, Vanessa Bayer. So I mean, um, I'd be willing to watch this. Maybe I was thinking. I was so someone recommended it to short. me. I watched like a preview, yeah. and I kind of was just like, yeah, that looks interesting, but also I don't. No. Yeah, there's a lot. There's going so on. much else that I'm just exactly. catching up on that. Yeah, right. It's got to be at the bottom of the list. Yeah. So I think my 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 favorites are definitely going to be obviously the Americans and Killing Eve. That's kind of a no brainer for me. For sure. Um, yeah. The comedy category is of course marvelous, Mrs. Maisel. Uh, I can't get enough. Can't get enough. Can't get enough of the Maisel. Amazing that it. I mean, this nomination was like I think one day after the season dropped <laughs> um I know, so then they can yeah it's like all just yeah it's all like synergy and then barry kidding kidding again uh, i don't know anything about that yeah i mean again they love a movie star jim carrey jim carrey's show on i think it's on showtime um yeah no didn't see a single episode of it yeah. didn't really get much buzz but this is totally the type of show that the um HFPA uh, would go for. Um, Now, the Kaminsky method, which I only know about because at Thanksgiving, my grandparents were raving about it. Oh, so I'd probably like it. <laughs> you, no, I do not think you would. It's going to be my, we'll, <laughs> no, we'll get into it. It's my not watching of the week. <laughs> oh, okay, cool. We'll um, save it. I'm excited to hear about that. Um, yeah. And so stay tuned for some, yeah, for some shame. You better okay. stick around at the end of the episode for me talking about the Kaminsky method. Another show that like generally people haven't really cared about. Yeah. Except for... I only, like, I vaguely even, like, only know about Exactly. Exactly. Um, it's another Netflix show, so that's interesting. Um, and The Good Place. The Good Place. Um, super great. Yeah, they left off Atlanta, which is a little sus. But um, Weird because it won the category last year. It won the category last year, and then, like, it's topped a bunch of year-end lists for the... It's a great um, second Teddy, season. What's its face? Yeah. Uh, the Teddy episode. episode. Yeah. So... It's a great second season. No supporting uh, acting nominations for that show yeah. either. Only do, uh, oh, Donald weird. Glover. Um, no, no Bojack. Either, as you noted. Um, and then the other one um, to me that was wild ex- is... That's not too surprised. Yeah, right. And then the other one that was wild to me is not... Uh, no Eliza Scanlon for Sharp Objects. 
I know she's so good. I, you know how I, I pride myself on being able to tell when Australians and English people are doing American accents. Mm-hmm. I could not tell that she was Australian. No, I had no idea. I was like, I was like, this kid pulled one over on me. <laughs> I got my eye Where on did she you, get off? Scanlon. How did she do that? How did she do that? I did not te- detect a single Australian twang there. I yeah, mean, no, she was really good. I'm I mean, surprised. it helps that she's doing a deep Southern accent, but like, totally. Still, but I mean, iconic performance of the summer i think yeah creepiest performance of the year yeah and no nomination patricia clarkson got i think the only acting nomination for sharp objects which is like mm-hmm. deserved but i don't yeah, know it means patricia clarkson yeah i'm but... not gonna like i'm not gonna like toss it out the door but um and then the most fun for me actually from pose uh billy porter who played pray tell the um the MC of most of the drag shows of all of the drag shows in pose who's really was fantastic. Um, and I don't think he'll win, but, uh, a what I, that's just a fantastic nomination to me. I love that. Um, the rest of the comedy acting category is real bleak because it's, Sasha Baron Cohen and Michael Douglas. And, what the hell was Michael Douglas Well, uh, we're getting to the Kaminsky method, Amanda. Oh, that's the Kaminsky. <laughs> you oh, just, my God. I'm you just, just in, hold like, your I'm just pretty head tight. Putting, putting the, thank you for calling me pretty. <laughs> I'm just putting the cart before the horse. Okay, we'll get to that we'll, Kaminsky method. Uh, I can't wait to hear more about the show. Oh, can't um, you? I'm not going to watch. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you can. You can wait. Don't worry. <laughs> anyway, so I look forward to it winning and all the yeah. categories it's nominated so we can hate on it again come February. Absolutely. But, um, Absolutely. Is that when they are? That's when the Golden Globes are. Sure. Who knows? Um, Sometime in before, the, the bad We know it's before the, the Oscars, so we know that much. Yeah, I think it's in okay, February. Okay, that sounds right. Yeah. I mean, I don't um, know. Overall, a lot of this is very boring. Boring nominations. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, award shows. Award shows. They're boring. Yeah, they're boring. But 2018. That's why we talked about it for 10 minutes. Right. So, anyway. uh, <laughs> All right, moving on, moving on. Moving on to what we're watching. Yeah, okay, well... So y- we, you start. Tell me what you watched this week, Sarah. Well, I watched all of Great British Bake Off. Yes, you did. Uh, good work. Was, I'm so proud of you. It was so good. This season is just... It was uh, so good. Even one, if the, you've the never... The most recent one on Netflix is the one we're talking right, about. Right, the most um, recent. It is just tops. If you've never seen the show, which I've only seen two complete seasons, actually. The only ones I've seen the whole thing ever, this one and the previous one. Um, and then I've oh, seen... right? Yeah, and I've seen, like, a smattering of episodes from the previous season and then, like, a few other random ones. But oh, um, I think that even you if you... I know. How did, I'm like, I am a little bit. Like, how did I've I make all, it this like, far? I've seen them all, like, twice. It's, like, such a... Oh, man. No, I regret it. I'm like, how... Why was I not on this But the thing earlier? is, now that you started with this one, like, you kind of peaked too soon because this, this, uh, this season is... So delightful. It's so delightful. Like, there's this one character, a character, what is wrong with me? <laughs> this, this actual human, his name is Rahul, oh. and he is the strangest little man oh my I've God. ever met. And he's so real. Like, you almost don't believe he's real. I know. He's so, he's so, oh my God. He's like a cute elf. I don't even know. Rahul, one word to describe yourself. Depressing. Depressing. <laughs> <laughs> he's like a sad elf. I just like I love him so much. Um, yeah. I mean, I think that if you've never seen the show, honestly, this is a great season. The oh yes, the uh, fielding is still perfect. The Noel Pam banter this season, fabulous. It's so good. Um, so good. 
Oh, I don't mean Pam. Sorry, I mean uh, uh, who's uh, who's his counterpart? Uh, Sandy. 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 I mean Pam. Yeah, no. Keeps on killing it with the outfits. Um, yeah. Oh, so funny. But um, absolutely. But yes, no, it's definitely uh, a delightful season. It's so good. Um, oh my god, it's so yeah. good. And honestly, I did not see the winner coming. I was surprised. Uh, yeah, I was kind of wondering. I was hoping it would be a certain person. Um, I'm highlighting her name or his name <laughs> in the doc right now. Their name. Their, yeah. their name. I agree with um, you. I'm seeing you in the doc, I and I agree with you. Them, but um, I was shocked yeah. a little bit. So it's, it was, yeah. It's uh, I, so a, a season that's like you know very good, entertaining, and leaves you leaves you thinking a little bit at the end You're, there. It really, you know what? It does make you think. Yeah. It makes you think about what that why shoe is not spelled S H O E. That in fact it's a French word, <laughs> shoe pastry. Anyway, um, let's see what else. Uh, so. So you're still far ahead of me on Crazy, on Crazy Ex-Girlfriend. Ex-Girlfriend. You're, I'm going to give you until, so the show comes back like in mid-January. <laughs> That's probably a good idea. You should. You do need like, to catch up. You have to get caught up. Yeah. You do need to catch up. Honestly, I'm tempted to say you could just fast forward to the most recent episode that aired last Friday, which reintroduces uh, the character of Greg. I know. I, so I see that that you wrote that. I'm like, what the heck? And they just, but he's played by a different person. He's played by a different person. So I had Is read it about not this. Weird? It so crazy ex girlfriend obviously is not going to like let this kind of go, you know, sort of unnoticed by you know in a in a very meta way. So I mean, the the role had to be recast because uh, Santino Fontana has moved on to bigger and better if things. That on is his real name, Santino Fontana. I know, <laughs> and I love Greg. Um, he's moved on to bigger and better things on Broadway, so he was unavailable. <laughs> that's that's crazy. He's doing that's Tootsie. Not a thing. He's doing to He is like a theater actor, though. I always I know like he is. got no, actually, that. I didn't know that. You know, and you always kind of got that vibe from him. I think. On television as well. I mean, you do with a lot of these actors because a lot of them, you know, are. Oh wait, so the guy who replaced him, Skylar Aston, he's that guy. He's that guy. He's, he's like that person. Was he in that? Uh, listeners, you'll know him because he's that guy. Yeah, it's a hey, it's that yeah. guy. It's that guy. Um, he's was he in the uh, Who's cups those pitch perfect pitch? Movies? Yeah, I'm like Anna Kendrick. Yeah, that's him. Yeah. Um, yeah. I gotta say, he looks a, a lot like old Greg. I could, yeah, I, I could see that. Yeah. Old I mean, Greg. I would just be, the whole time I'd be thinking, that's not Greg, it's that guy. Right. But, yeah. So it's interesting because the show kind of plays it as, it's funny, um, Rebecca doesn't recognize him because she's like, that's not Greg. That's a different person. Oh my God, I would love it for it to get creepy. Yeah, she's like, that's not Greg. And everyone else is like, what, that. That's, that's great. That's actually quite funny. That's great. It's like a really funny way to it And it's interesting. That show. It totally does. Like that fits that show. And it's interesting because, you know, they're kind of using it as a way to explore how when you get enough distance from an ex, they sort of become a different person to you after several years. Um, and they, you know, you, you like process them differently. You just, mm-hmm. they're different. And, um, and I think that's kind of what, they're getting at um i think he pulls it off pretty well his mannerisms and his physical resemblance you know are, are pretty close to santino fontana and um i'm curious to see what you think of it so, what a name <laughs> no. like santino. Uh, 
this with, with the Fontana. With the Fontana. It's, like, it's a yeah. real like. It's a real Broadway name. Dina <laughs> Fontana. Um, yeah. I'm so. curious when you get to this. I mean, it was a great episode, honestly. It's uh, He kind of comes back under the guise of it's Greg and Valencia and Josh's um, and Hector's uh, tenure. It's their, it's their tenure high school anniversary, uh, but... It's um, actually happening 12 years after they graduated because Hector uh, is bad at planning parties oh. and he was the class president. Oh. <laughs> Hector, one of my favorites. Yeah, and he That's just great. like didn't get around to planning but it. He's class president. That makes sense. I love it. Uh, it's a, so I think it's a great episode. I My thoughts were a little bit that I'm not sure that they ask a lot of Skylar Aston's performance in this episode and if there's some pretty like intense moments with Rebecca and um I read the the um vulture recaps of this show and I agree with the recapper completely that I wish there'd been a little more build-up because I don't totally have the like buy-in on the chemistry with Rachel Bloom and this actor yet but I'll be curious to know what you think about it. So hopefully okay. we can we can talk more when Crazy Ex-Girlfriend comes back from its hiatus. Um, yeah, I'll do my best, Sarah. They, <laughs> they, uh, there's also a lot of references to like people being back like for the rest of the series of holidays <laughs> <laughs> that will end <laughs> with Valentine's Day, as the series of holidays always do. <laughs> like a lot of like you know just like kind of poking fun at the show ending and. Um, the other, I think, show that had a, so the other show that, you know, had its mid-season finale, which has, I guess, become a real thing, um, The Good Place. The Good Place. Oh my God, it was so good. Uh, I think a top three episode of the whole show. It's, yeah, it's one of those, it's one of those, like, mid-season episodes that's just kind of like, you're like, oh, whoa, it was, like, so perfectly done. Like, it just, it kind of. I mean, it's a game changer. uh, yeah, and it, like, steps above, like, what they've done before. Um, and we're always talking about The Good Place kind of blowing itself up episode after episode, which it does once again. But, you know, sometimes it works and sometimes it sort of doesn't. But Yeah, um, yeah so I regret everything I was saying at the beginning of the season. I'm like, this season's not really working for me, or it's not as fun or as inventive, or, like, there's something about it that wasn't quite grabbing me the mm-hmm. way the first two did. Mm-hmm. I take back everything because this episode that we're we're talking about, and then the one right before it with Michael McKean is was like, oh my god, no, this is exactly like why I love this show. Yeah, so good. It's so. really good. Uh, the whole gang is is being kept in Janet's void for safekeeping uh, yeah. while Michael and Janet talk to the Good Place accounting department. Um, played by um, played by what's his face? Uh, Stephen Merchant, right? Stephen Merchant. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so funny. Yeah, the the Good Place Perfect. accountant who reveals that no one has actually gotten into the Good Place in hundreds of years, which is a yeah, really interesting five hundred twenty one years. A really interesting twist for the show. I know, I love it. And then they, oh, it's so good. Well, I'm not going to say how it the episode ends. No, we shouldn't. Although, um, I have to say I've been thinking for days about this one (laughs) line where, um, where Chidi is, is, uh, trying to remind Eleanor who she really is because she's kind of losing her sense of self. And one of the things that he says to remind her is reminding her that 
her favorite movie is the clip of John Travolta saying Adele Dazeem. Powering song, Let It Go, from the Oscar-winning animated movie Frozen, please welcome the wickedly talented one and only Adele Dazeem. <laughs> yeah, I'm so I'm I am glad you brought that up because uh, that line like struck me as well. Yeah, and um, something that I really love about the show and the way they've created all these characters is that, specifically with regard to Eleanor, is that they've made her really real. Um, she's you know she plays this you know Arizona dirtbag right and it, it, it would be easy enough and you could even have it be funny enough for her to just be a bad person but they pick these specific uh traits and things that she likes that you find funny too that reveal that she actually has a sense of humor that she is you know that she's a funny person in a way you kind of relate to her um and like the the Adele Nazim thing or Nazim whatever John Travolta says yeah I <laughs> can't say Adina Menzel yeah. is that it's like so perfect because we all found that so funny so funny most of us wouldn't say it's our favorite like YouTube clip but the fact that Eleanor thinks it's her favorite is just like of course she does we love her for that that that's and like and Chidi you know might too and and then it's not just her yeah. favorite YouTube clip but it's her favorite movie <laughs> oh, yeah, something like that it's yeah her, it's her favorite, it's her favorite right. movie <laughs> And like that's just so endearing. I know, somehow, and I because can, it's not too mean spirit, right? And I can absolutely picture Eleanor sitting on her bed with her computer, watching that clip a hundred times exactly. over and over again. <laughs> Which also, just as an aside, in this episode, it involves Darcy Carden, who plays Janet. She plays each of the characters, each of the members of the gang, um, trapped in her body. And she does a really good job of it. And I noticed that specifically with, I mean, she got the mannerisms of like, obviously Jason's easy to do and then Chidi, but um, the way she did Eleanor, the way she played Eleanor, I thought was like really well done. So well done. And I was actually reading a, um, there's a great little interview. There's a piece in uh, up on Vulture this week about the making of that episode, uh, which I think is, is definitely worth checking out. It's great. And she says that she actually, did i mean she put a lot of work into it you know she like studied like recordings of them and like i mean recordings of them there's the show but i think she like actually recorded them (laughs) also and was like just kind of trying to nail their mannerisms and everything i mean darcy carden i hope she gets some real awards recognition next year it's a pity that she hasn't um really been recognized for her work on this show because she's so good but she might be getting recognized more and more just like frederick (laughs) just like frederick douglas i don't think we also mentioned that um that uh kristen bell got a golden globe nomination herself also for the show oh Um, right yeah no that's which is cool i think and like i like i I think it it makes sense it works for me i get it she does a really good job she does she does she brings a lot uh, to that character a character that could be very one note uh and she's yeah. very good um so yeah. but i would love to see darcy Curtin get a little more i know yeah more i agree love next year yeah. um our big thing of the week is that the new season of marvelous mrs mazel dropped uh last week as well that <laughs> just remind me of you know angie and 30 rock when she's like my new single my new single is dropping is dropping <laughs> Like when anyone says anything has dropped, I just think of her saying that. I know I shouldn't have, uh, and I shouldn't. My new single mm. is 
my new single is dropping. Is dropping. <laughs> uh, anyway, yes, the new season, the second season of Marvelous Mrs. Maisel dropped Drops. on Amazon Prime. Um, you know, get Amazon that Prime channel you, you use to order groceries. It. Yeah. Yeah, don't. Don't get it. It's a ter- Jeff Bezos is a robot that is ruining cities. But um, in lighter news, yeah. this season's pretty fun. I think it's a lot of fun. Um, I think everyone may have been a little bit sick of Mrs. Maisel. Um, yeah, I think I was one too. Yeah, I, I was too. Actually, like I had like a bit of a hesitation before I restarted it. I I I didn't. I was excited, but I was like, okay, like you know. I mean, yeah. it really. But then, honestly, I think that some time had gone by, you know, since I'd seen the first season and when like it's winning all of these awards. But mm-hmm. watching, you know, a bunch of episodes of the new season, I was like, oh yeah. It's really, it's like a really fun show. It's really good. It's really sharp. It's maybe I think sharper than the first season. Um, I feel like it is moving in a way that I like more than the first mm-hmm. season. Yeah. It's it's more fun for some. I bet, Agreed. Okay, okay, granted, I'm only three episodes in and it, it's eight episodes, right? It's, I think it's ten. It's ten. Oh, it's ten. Yeah. Okay, so I'm still very... You're early on and I'm at the halfway serious point. serious stuff is going to be happening. So like... Yes. I'm saying that right now it's more fun, but like, you know, I'm in the first act, but, um, I do really enjoy like the, the minor characters of, uh, her father and especially Alex Borstein, um, as Susie is so, so funny. I think that honestly, when Alex Borstein won the Emmy, I had a minute of like, really? But... And I feel bad about that now because I'm like, Same. I know because I'm like, oh god, no, no, she's so she's funny. fantastic. I mean, she steals every scene. Hey, Susie, that thing you did that was real shitty. That's the joy of not giving a shit, Freddie. You're just asking for reciprocation. I'm asking you to sit down. Somebody sit down. Fuck you no, no. and your reciprocation Fuck you. and your two dollar suits. You and your mother around. at the You're same nothing. time. Just You're crawl back nobody. up our pussy Eat and shut the talk. fuck up. Nice guy. I'll introduce you later. And then have you seen the episode where uh, where uh, Midge um, trashes the male comics at the club? I thought... Yeah, that's, that's super valid. Or uh, what's the word? Gratifying. Yeah, 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 yeah. And like the... I, I, I think that Alex Borstein is just like... I mean, she steals every scene from Rachel Brosnahan. I, I really... Yeah, she, she really does. Yeah, she's... I mean, and, and Rachel Brosnahan, Maybe I I'm think, just continues. more partial to that character. I think me too... Midge. You know, and, and it's just kind of annoying and tiresome sometimes. Agreed. Um, and I think that's the, no, through no fault of Rachel Brosnahan and plays her. Right, she's fantastic. Um, I think it's the writing. It's the writing. I mean, you know, so far with this season, right? Like with the last season, the big. I think the last season was a little more like dramatic for the character certainly like kind of getting into this world for Midge. yeah yeah and yeah. the characters around her were really were really just kind of propping up that storyline but um yeah. this season i think they've given a lot more spotlight to the minor characters and mm-hmm. you know at, at the same time midge's dilemma you know now that she's She's feeling more confident about her ability to do this, and she's not in the state, quite in the state of crisis that she was in last season. Mm -hmm. But, um, you know, she's like having to make this, 
is she going to commit to this as a career? Is she going to like kind of give up her super comfortable, super comfortable, like upper class, you know, life in the pursuit of a real comedy career, which, you know, I don't, you know, and, and so she kind of keeps edging away from that in different ways that um, you'll kind of see over the next few episodes and just sort of like, sort of like avoiding um, really throwing herself into this much to, you know, Susie's chagrin, obviously, um, Mm -hmm. as her manager, like, you know, she's kind of like, I'm out here really working my ass off to get you gigs and you're kind of like like you know like i don't know i'm kind of thinking about it or what you know and so i don't know and then at you know but the supporting characters i mean we're seeing i god help me i'm kind of loving joel like oh i i can't i'm not on that train i like joel i'm kind of like rooting for them to get back together i like his character i feel like i don't know if it's it's not so much that I dislike his character. I like him, and I just don't think... I don't... It's hard to, like, watch it now, because I'm like, I don't believe that you actually just, like, left her in that first episode the way you did. Yeah. There's... Like, th- what you did was kind of unredeemable, and it doesn't make sense that you're the same person. I agree. They they take some liberties with yeah. the sort of 180 that his character... And I think they could have done something a little bit different at the beginning if this was their intention of this character Mm -hmm. because now i'm just distracted by how he left her Mm -hmm. um yeah and there's that's that's something i've always kind of had an issue with with like uh um amy sherman paladino shows Mm -hmm. like the not so much bunheads but certainly with gilmore girls is there's a certain level of like uh mistake being made sometimes with characters like the the characters get away from the writer Mm -hmm. and in a way that like they they have a good idea but they actually don't know how to let the character like grow or like let it be natural and there's a certain Mm mean-spiritedness to it sometimes that i think it's not as prevalent in this show as i felt like it was in gilmore Gilmore girls Girls, for sure later season of gilmore girls Mm -hmm. but it's not always very nice to to female characters that aren't the main ones and it's super like it's almost glorifies the one main character whether it's like you know the Gilmore girls or whether it's Midge Maisel and like you know to the detriment of all the other women around her it's you know kind of it's them in relief Mm -hmm. although I think Um, her mom's been getting a really great her mom is now yeah but it's also the similar sort of like and she's good because she's thin and pretty and together mm-hmm. and like there's there's a certain like sizest attitude I that agree. a lot of the jokes have um we talked about this in the last season and i've only seen a few episodes but then i also some something um emily nussbaum who uh tv writer for the new yorker she dislikes this show mm-hmm. and she's been watching it and she, you know she was talking about how there are two different scenes and I've seen only one of them. So I know that another one is coming, which you might've seen when they go to the Catskills mm-hmm. where it's, uh, basically involves a group of women that are trying to do something or have some sort of ambition. And then they're kind of just, it's used as a plot device. Yes. Not dealt with again. And it's also cuts them down. Yeah. Um, so the one I saw was, uh, the women in the art school mm-hmm. at Columbia that, 
Rose, the mother, tries to, like, you know, talk to. And then it's kind of like, and then they just join the business school so that they can get a husband. And that's, like, funny and great, but it's not, that's not very satisfying (laughs) as a feminist. It's true, although I am hoping, I mean, I don't really think that, I, I don't know that we really know what her mother's views on feminism are exactly. Um, and obviously... No, but I don't think it was about Rose in that scene. Yeah. I think it was about, like, these other... For me... Yeah, although, you know, but I, it is 1958. My, my objections aren't over Rose's yeah. uh, actions, the character's actions. My Like, it's about the show's treatment of the other women. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I know it's a little bit silly also because in that scene, basically, it's kind of like Rose bringing up like, wait, what do you mean you all want to be? Why are you all getting masters in art degrees? Like there are no female artists at this school. And they're all like, huh, you're right. And I'm like, what do you mean? They're just (laughs) these women are like getting masters degrees in art they're like not like they're not stupid you know like they would have noticed (laughs) this right so it's like just again like using other female characters as a way to make their main female characters that they Mm -hmm. like uh yeah Mm -hmm. i see what you mean i see what you mean um and they did that a lot in gilmore girls which i think is why i'm like primed to to sure yes and i have very complicated feelings about Gilmore Girls. I don't really. Same. Oh yeah. Um, kind of. It's not like a sacred cow to me or anything. The way right, right, I know that it, sure. it is to some people. Um, but anyway, that's my piece. Yeah, <laughs> I agree. And so I also see something else that you wrote here, which I think is interesting. Um, so a lot of people have made a lot of um, a lot of the fact that uh, a major part of this season is like. <laughs> Midge kind of like flitting off to all of these different adventures in every episode uh, yeah. and completely ignoring the fact that she has like a eight month old right. and, yeah. and, uh, and like a three year old and like just kind of constant, it's like constantly assumed that like her parents housekeeper is taking care of these kids, even though it's not her job. <laughs> um, right. So people have been like making a lot out of this and, and, you know, I guess it doesn't bother me quite as much because this show is so like, like, in the literal meaning of like, you know, it's like a fantasy, you know? And, and yeah. so it hasn't bothered me all that much. Cause I'm like, it would be boring if I was like kind of watching her figure out her childcare every episode. Um, but I think that your point on this is interesting. Um, that her, if they did, you know, focus on it, even a little bit we might we might see it as possibly for that it is kind of unsettling right like you could there are two ways you could do it without it being a major plot focus Mm -hmm. or you know that you know the focus of an entire you know tiresome episode you could you could have it be an ongoing part of her character that she you know doesn't you know she seems to be so obsessed with her domestic gifts and her ability to like you know host and do all this stuff but she you know really fails in the actual like meaningful parts of it you that could just be like an ongoing thing that they talk about Mm -hmm. with her or less seriously you could just do it as like a funny thing where it's a constant fact that you like you know that she like forgets about her kids and like she's a scatterbrain and this is a failing of this character and they have been doing that a bit as you move more into the season it becomes a bit of a running gag way where it's like Um, like a bit but 
at the same time, you know, I, it, it's like it could. It, I, I mean, I think I wonder if they will get into it a little bit more seriously because. Yeah, I don't. But I just don't have high hopes knowing this show. No, same. <laughs> same. But it is Maybe a I'll little bit disturbing when you think about the actual implications of like these kids just kind of. You know, yeah, and the way she insults her daughter Esther all, all the time. time. Everyone's making fun of like the daughter's like nose and eyes. Yeah, where it's kind of like it's not even. Yeah, it's like so mean. It's like not funny. Yeah, like I mean, you don't see her loving her daughter any other way. Right. Anyway. Right. Right. Except for these kind of comments on her like baby's looks. So. Also, I feel obligated to point out that the portrayal of the Italian family in uh, Sue's apartment is kind of fucked up i agree i i just i feel obligated like i i am not one to be like the italian americans endure terrible stereotypes in this country considering all the other issues we have um with other groups but i i will say that that portrayal of italians is a little like that you need to do that but anyway i will although the show is not if it is nothing if uh, not unsubtle in its kind of, you know, cultural stereotypes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, where it's kind of like, okay, I'm not offended, but, like, just I hope that the show about a Jewish family, like, in the intricacies of, like, their lives, yeah. can recognize that, you know, just portraying a group of Italians is, like, always yelling and singing together. Like, <laughs> and then, like, watching their... Like, it's, like, it was a little it was a little much. I'm like, okay, well... Maybe that's how all Italian families were in the late 1950s in tiny apartments it's, You in know, New that's York. a good point. You can't know, Amanda. They're different now. We'll never know. know. <laughs> no, no one was... No one who's currently alive was alive then. So... Yeah. Like I said, I'm not offended. Yeah. It's just one of... You know, because they're... Worth noting. They're fish to fry. But, like... Yeah, yeah, worth noting. Um, all right, so watching, not watching, moving into the end of this episode. I mean, the, uh, this episode of our show. Um, the, 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 the I'm episode one main episode. Right. <laughs> I'm excited to finish Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. I probably I'll finish it too. Yeah, yeah, yeah and we'll we'll discuss um, oh. on our next on our next meeting. Uh, we've now both watched exactly one episode of My Brilliant Friend. <laughs> After such, like, lofty goals that we set two weeks ago mm. and the week before and that. the week before um, that, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we both have watched one episode. And I gotta say, I it's good, first of all. Yes. Like, don't, don't get us wrong here. Or, actually, we haven't actually talked about we it. Haven't. I think it's good. I think it's good, too. Um, yeah, it's... But... Um, Oh boy, that is a. It's a lot. It's a doozy. There's a lot. There's a lot of heavy, heavy stuff going on there. I yeah. I was not like I did not finish that episode, and of course the reason it's been two weeks since I watched it because I was not like let me just rush into the next one. Um, yeah, it's it's just I I and I so I I have to confess that I uh, googled or I like Wikipedia it. Um, oh, to see for, how it ends for the Neapolitan novels, like just to see. I'm like, what are we in for? Yeah, because. Um, news alert! It is a thirty-two episode series they're planning. Like, oh, really? Series? Yeah. Did you not know nope, that? Didn't know that. Yeah. No. It's so each book. It's a four book series. Mm-hmm. Um, the Elena Ferrante novels, and each book is getting an eight episode 
arc. And these are like it's quite this, a commitment. This first episode is like fifty eight minutes. I mean, this is not like a light little romp. No, definitely not. And I mean, it's also, like you know, it it demands you know a little bit more of you in that you know you can't there's subtitles. subtitles and yeah. um, you know, we we manage. Yeah. So I looked at the plot and um. It doesn't get easier. I'm not going to spoil anything, Sarah, but it doesn't get easier, and I don't. Well, judging by the I first have... scene of the first episode, I would, I would gather oh, not. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I want, I want to so bad. I mean, it's interest like the culturally, it's like interesting to mm-hmm. me. You know, my mom's family, well, like multiple generations back, was from Naples, mm-hmm. and like so that's interesting, and I'm like anxious to see more about like Italian culture, like post war, mm-hmm. but. It's heavy stuff. Yeah. So we'll, we will see. Well, I will. I will. I will get back to it. Eight episodes seems like a lot. I think I thought it was four, but um. <laughs> yeah, I think I. Um, I can't make any promises. No. I can promise that I'll watch another episode. We'll see where we are this time next year. <laughs> Let's check in next December. Yeah. See. See if we watched one and a half more episodes. Isn't that a Counting Crow song? Next is uh, let's long December. Oh, long December. Well, and that's true Ugh. too. Yeah, well, it's a long song. Yeah, so. if you watch every episode of My Brilliant Friend, it's a very long. That's what they're saying. Yeah, <laughs> they had read the books. Yeah. Adam Duritz is like, aha, this is a long, <laughs> long month for me. Ooh, um, yeah, it's about his reading <laughs> habits. Um, <laughs> so yeah. okay, so wait, okay, you have to tell me about why I shouldn't watch the Kaminsky method. I mean, it's about kind of our least favorite things, which is old white men. Ugh, and yeah, that's not my favorite. And it's like old white men, like navigating old age so it's like it's like michael douglas is an actor and his agent is alan arkin and i do love that's my other least favorite thing (sighs) wait alan arkin no i love Alan. okay no sorry no sorry uh, everyone i let the record show alan arkin is a treasure okay no i hate shows about actors i know I know that was why I said that was why I said you wouldn't like it. I thought you were just talking about like old white men navigating being an old. Oh no, man, and like, also, also they're in Hollywood, and it's like about uh, and it's like about. Yeah, no, this is not. For this me. is not for you, my friend. Um, yeah, and and I don't really believe that anyone is watching this show. I can. <laughs> well, your grandparents. My grandparents. So the over ninety market is strong. <laughs> Um, <laughs> and are they both over ninety? Yeah, amazing. Yeah, ninety and ninety three. Um, and God love them. I, you know, they're wonderful. And but don't love their TV. Well, shows. you know, the other thing that's funny is that when we were at home for Thanksgiving, I got them into um, salt, acid, fat, heat. Oh, did you? Yeah, that's a great show to watch. With they loved it. Loved it. Um, oh, that's great. Yeah. yeah. So, well, it's really and fun. they did not, in turn, make me watch the Kaminsky method, for which I thank them. Um, but that's going to be a not watching. And you're, I'm, I think you're absolutely right. It will win 11 Golden Globes. <laughs> it will win more Golden Globes than it's nominated for. Ugh, yes. Ugh. Well, that means Catherine Zeta-Jones will be there at least. Yeah. Yeah, it's true. And if it does happen, we'll, yeah, we'll be here to complain about it yeah oh we will we we will you can count on that that's true it's a constant of life um okay well i think we're probably gonna bang out at least one more episode before the end of the year 
Yeah, maybe we'll do like a, a year end wrap up. Um, yeah. yeah. All right. Well, yeah. that's it for us this week. Uh, Thanks for tuning in. Toodles. Toodles. Bye. Good night.